Now there's a thing called the ventral medial prefrontal cortex. Um, and this is basically where our conscious experience of fear is had. So when we're in fear, this part's lighting up and um, you're very consciously aware of what's happening. So this can be social and emotional behaviors. And so we want to figure out ways that we can utilize this part of the brain to really bring our awareness to the social and emotional behaviors when we're in fear. If something's happening on the charts and that's starting to induce this fear, what is that? What is it? Write that down. Note your cues, whatever it is for you. If you're starting to feel this emotion creep in and you're like, oh, I'm feeling tense. I'm feeling a physiological change. What is it that is creating those triggers? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. We've had a um, interesting week. Well, I've had an interesting week. I don't know about your weeks, but I've had a very interesting week. I always like birthday weeks. My birthday is tomorrow, um, so I'm getting a little bit excited. I've tried to, the older I get, the, the shorter my birthday excitement gets, but I'm trying to withhold and contain it for now until uh, tomorrow, especially seeing as, um, you know, not around family and friends anymore. So that excitement kind of dwindles down a little bit. But I do have the incredible opportunity tomorrow of meeting my mentor, the person who has guided me and taught me so much of what I know. Seven figure trader, incredible lady, um, is making her way over all the way from Canada to my lovely country, Germany, and we are finally getting to catch up tomorrow. So I am very grateful for that. Very grateful that um, she's take, taking a little bit out of her way to come and see me. It's not like it was on the path. She's made the exception to really put in the effort to come and uh, say hello. So I am unbelievably grateful. And if anyone has had the opportunity to meet some of their mentors, um, I can guarantee it's going to be an awesome weekend. So what better way to spend your birthday than to be in the realms of you know seven-figure mentors? So I'm very, very grateful. Very, very grateful um i'm also grateful for a bittersweet one this one i'm grateful for the uh, the struggles but also the other people around me their ability to talk and i'm going to give this an example where i was having a bit of a shitty day yesterday and today just so many things were going wrong it felt like i was bringing all the negative energy and attracting all the negative things and um got into a self-pity spiral um and was aware of this and was like oh man i've got to i got to get out of this this is just pathetic um, and then my wife came home today and she was saying that at one of the classes she went to, one of the ladies there, her father unfortunately passed away. And it just brought into, it just brought into perspective, like how small my problems were. So here I am complaining and getting myself in all this negative mood and getting myself up in like a 
negative headspace and making myself all miserable, like literally making myself miserable. We talk about the two darts thing. The first one was maybe my computer not working. And then the next 10 were me bitching and moaning about it and complaining and saying, oh, why does this happen to me? You know, all that sort of negative talk. It wasn't that bad, but these are the examples that you can use for a second dart. And then another thing happening and going, you know, oh, all these things adding up. Why me? Why me? That negative self-talk. So I was very aware of this behavior. Um, and what I love, I was able to speak to my wife about this and we both had to laugh about ourselves because we were both saying, I just want to feel sorry for myself and just be like, oh, this sucks. But I feel stupid doing that because we are so now aware and, you know, putting a lot of effort into our self-awareness and our mindset that we realize how stupid and pathetic it is for the small things. Now, everyone has the right to be upset and um, miserable at whatever they want. You know, I'm not here to call anyone's issues pathetic, but for my sake, the things that I was complaining about really were pretty pathetic. <laughs> so um, I'm grateful to have a partner which I can discuss these with and we can laugh at our our behaviors, let's say, and grow and expand. And I'm also grateful for others sharing. And now I'm really sorry for the person who lost her father. That's really sad and upsetting. Hard time for anyone to lose someone close, um, but grateful that able to share and you know reach out and get help from my wife. And with that, able to then really realize how lucky I was and how small my issues were in comparison to some people out there. So just my little reminder to you, if you're bitching and moaning about, I don't know, a lost trade or kicking your toe or, you know, your hair doesn't look pretty, just remember there's people out there that are a hundred times worse off going through a lot worse stuff. And in retrospect, the issues that you've got really aren't worth dwelling on for so long. Now, like I said, people do have different issues and they are people. there are people going through really hard things. And if that is you, I empathize and I feel sorry for you. Um, but really, it was a nice kind of reminder to look at the great, look at the good things and smile because really my life's pretty fucking fantastic. And uh, for me to sit and moan about the small things was really a waste of my waste of my energy. So it was a nice reminder today. That's that's what I'm grateful for. Now, as you chuck some gratitude in the chat, um going to go over so there won't be a mindset call tomorrow so we'll do a little bit of a summary here but i've got people saying grateful for a clean slate this morning it's always nice when you have a fresh start uh she'll be there for your birthday yes i can't wait grateful for the rain here in alberta yes i've heard there's some torrential rain but i believe it's very much um welcomed due to the fires that you guys have been having up there so i'm glad to hear that they're being hopefully dealt with all the fires I'm, I'm, it's horrible having fire season you know coming from australia we have it down there quite drastically as well so hoping everyone's safe and uh not too much damage is being caused super grateful for the rain here in northern saskatchewan praying that north northern alberta got some as well yesterday super grateful as well for the community of people i have been introduced for these past few years to plod through that's so funny i've got one room I've got the, the show open in two rooms and in one room, someone says grateful for the rain here in Alberta. And in the other room, someone says grateful for the rain here in Saskatoon. Hope Alberta, Alberta gets some. So there you go. Alberta is getting some rain as well. So uh, people from all over Canada coming in today. I am grateful for the rain and that we may get to go back to our home soon. Well, I hope that your home isn't damaged. If you are in amongst those fires, it is. Yeah, here I am bitching about my, you know, my stub toe and then people on the call going through some serious bushfires. So I really hope that everyone here is safe. Everyone here hasn't had any damage and that everyone is healthy and not getting smoked out. Um, all my wishes and condolences to you guys over there. All right. So this week, 
or Tuesday, shall I say, we were talking about the lovely little almond-shaped bit of our brain called the amygdala. Now, why is the amygdala important to us? Well, a couple of reasons. Um, but the most important one, I would say, is because it is the reason for our fight, flight, or freeze response. So we were talking a little bit about how there's certain different sections of the brain. We had the thalamus, which kind of acts like a filter, which takes information to, you know, the, the the frontal cortex and to the amygdala and then information comes in through the amygdala and it speaks to the cortex and goes you know is it okay can we respond and then it kind of gets the green light and then you get it into your logical brain and your brain goes all right this is how i'm going to respond now we talk a bit about the three brains we've got com computer computer the um, monkey and the human or the emotional the logic and the subconscious slash autom automatic brain and really, the amygdala takes control of the monkey brain or of the emotional brain. And what it does is it sends out signals and neurotransmitters to other parts of the brain to give um, physiological changes, to give emotional changes, to give behavioral changes. Um, it's kind of like the little controller sitting in the in the control room of your brain for your emotions. And why is this important? So what happens sometimes is the thalamus filters out the information, gets the amygdala, and the amygdala goes, I'm terrified. I don't even care about what the cortex tells me. I'm just going to take over and I'm going to send the emotions and send all the chemicals everywhere and just cause absolute chaos. And what happens? We get into these fits of rage. We get into these states of like, oh, overwhelm, um, you know, adrenaline courses through the body, cortisol shoots through the body, all these kind of things. So our blood vessel, that blood leaves our brain, it goes to our muscles, it goes to everywhere else. We get tense, we get coarse, we get in this fight or flight. We respond emotionally. We don't have the logical part of our brain working. So therefore we act irrationally and adrenaline can last up to 18, 20, uh, maybe a bit longer. I don't know the exact numbers uh, in the body. And so, you know, for 20 minutes after, that's why sometimes if you get into this amygdala hijack and you feel super emotional, you need to go cool off. You need to go for a walk. You need to go do some breathing. You need to go do these things. And, you know, when you're really in that that real bit of rage stage or whatever you want to call it, you know, it can take 20 minutes for you to calm down and come back to rational thought. So you really need to give yourself time and space. Now, why is this important to us? Well, I can almost guarantee that everyone listening to this podcast has been in a situation where you're trading along, you make a loss, maybe two, and then all of a sudden, all your logic, all of your training, all of your discipline goes right out the window and you start revenge trading, you start fearful trading, you get in early entries, you get in all kinds of things that do not match your trading plan. And then you end up hitting your daily loss or you end up losing too much or you end up getting too frustrated close your laptop, run away. Half an hour later, you come back and go, what was I doing? Chuck some ones in the chat if you've ever been there, especially these greedy traders, over traders, like that is me. I have been there many times. And you come back and you're like, what? Why the hell did I do all that? Right, well, this is a biological reasoning, okay? <laughs> oh yeah, just this week. Yeah, it happens, it happens. Um, this is the biological reasoning because what's happening is the amygdala is going, ah, I'm freaking out. So I am no longer going to listen to my prefrontal cortex. I'm no going to do logical, no longer going to do logical trading. I'm doing emotional because I'm in survival state and I just want to get my money back. I just want to get everything back that I was losing or that I'm scared of or whatever the excuse that your brain is giving you may be giving you. Okay. Now, this can be detrimental to our accounts, of course, as I'm sure you're aware, but it's very important to know because it can also be something that we can learn to adapt and control. Okay. Now, how can we do this? Well, basically, the amygdala fires off because of stress. So stress and anxiety 
cause the amygdala to react. Now, we, we can get into this hyperreactive state of our amygdala where we have got an oversensitive amygdala, I guess, and due to chronic stress or due to some traumatic stress symptoms. And it can actually respond to things that are a little bit unnecessary. And so what we can do with this is we can go, okay, what are the cues and triggers that are actually sending me into this stress state? What are these cues and triggers that are actually making me go from logical to emotional? And we can start jotting these down. Hello, journal, before the trade, if you've got my trading journal, how are you feeling before the trade? These are the kinds of things. You can write down your cues. You can write down the triggers. You can write down the things that maybe were happening before you got into this trade to go, okay, that's obviously set me off. Things like mindful meditation can bring you back to the present moment. Things like breath work to really release. Now I'm going to go into some of these stress reliefs in more detail um, coming in next week, but these kinds of things can be very proactive. You can use in a very proactive way to reduce the stress levels and therefore reduce the amygdala hijacking and therefore reduce your chance of jumping into emotional trading. But to elaborate on this a little bit further, there's something called fear conditioning and fear extinction. Now fear conditioning is an experiment where traditionally they have a rat in a cage and the floor has got electrical current that can, that can go through it. And the experiment will electric shock, mice will freak out, but then they'll play a sound at the same time or, or they'll start to play the sound and then it will expect this shock. And so over time, eventually they don't even need to shock the mouse, but when they hear the, the sound, then the mice still reacts as if it's expecting a shot. So this is fear conditioning. It's it's doing a particular thing over and over again in order to induce this fear patterned behavior. Now, we can also do the same thing in the opposite where it's called fear extinction. And now if you know anything about fears, we talk about fears a lot on the call. We've got those four main trading fears, the fear of missing out, the fear of being wrong, or the fear of leaving money on the table and the fear of letting um, a win turn to a loss, I believe, um, or the fear of losing money, sorry. Now, the thing about fears, we are only born with two of them. We are born, I, I believe the only biological fears we have are the fear of height and the fear of falling. Uh, no, the, sorry, the fear of falling, the fear of loud noises. And not everyone has them, but those are the two biological ones that we can have. Every other single fear that we have is learned. And more often than not, it's learned through this fear conditioning. Not always. Trauma, all these other things can teach you fears, but fear conditioning. Now, the thing about this is if everything is learnt, it can be unlearned. And so all the fears that we have, all the irrationalities that we have with money, whatever it is that it is for you, those things can be unlearnt. They can be unlearnt through fear extinction, um, where you put yourself in experiences where you realise that the issue is not actually as bad as, it's, as it is in your head. Okay? Now, another part of the body that we have in the brain, sorry, is called the hippo, hippocampus. Now, the hippocampus also um, speaks to the amygdala. And this is the part of the brain which is designed for memory. It basically is designed to remember our external environment. And with that, it can retrieve memory from experience. So if we're put in a similar environment, the hippocampus is like, hey, I remember last time I was here, guess what happened? Ah, shit, amygdala, do something, help us out. Go into that fight or flight mode you, you're pretty good at. Okay? And so this is why I'm always talking how important environment is. External environment, internal environment, all of it is very, very important. So we need to tailor our external environment into a situation where, where we're in a frame of winning. If you come and sit at your, tra at your trading desk and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm probably going to lose trades or oh, I'm, I'm worried about this, your environment automatically instigates this feeling of fear conditioning that you may be losing money ahead of time. 
And this is a practice that we need to get rid of. We want you to sit down about, oh, I can't wait. I'm super excited. I love this space because every time I come here, I leave feeling good. I have, you know, more money under my belt. It wants to be, you need this to be a positive experience outcome. Now there's a thing called the ventral medial prefrontal cortex. Um, and this is basically where our conscious experience of fear is had. So when we're in fear, this part's lighting up and um, you're very consciously aware of what's happening. So this can be social and emotional behaviors. And so we want to figure out ways that we can utilize this part of the brain to really bring our awareness to the social and emotional behaviors when we're in fear. If something's happening on the charts and that's starting to induce this fear, what is that? What is it? Write that down. Note your cues, whatever it is for you. If you're starting to feel this emotion pre creep in and you're like, oh, I'm feeling tense. I'm feeling a physiological change. What is it that is creating those triggers? Okay. So there's a thing called editing memories. And this is the concept of basically taking trauma and we want to relive this memory, but kind of relive it in a different perspective. So we often talk about points of view and different perspective. So there's these studies, uh, I think it's a psychiatry study, like please don't quote me on this, but it's about the, the concept of resolving anxiety and fear through editing memories. And so we relive a memory and we look at it from a different perspective and see if we cannot change or alter the emotion that you've attached to that memory. The same kind of thing happens. So this is a perfect example in trading. When I've been talking about this trading trauma, when we've got this um, you know, intermittent reward system that's giving these false hope and this huge dopamine rewards, getting us into this, you know, I'm so excited for. And then what happens when we don't get that, we actually have a dopamine collapse underneath our baseline, which makes us feel really down and out. And so we get this fear of having that feeling again come from these big emotional candles. Now, another thing that we can look at is maybe fear of exiting. Now, this is one that I found relevant to me. A lot of the time, I have an issue exiting early. I don't like cutting my losses. I like to think that if I'm in a trade, I should see it out, which isn't a good habit, right? This isn't a good habit. If we can cut our losses and minimize them, then we're going to um, improve our trading. So why do I have this? Well, I think this comes from the fear of if I have exited a trade and then it drops really far and then I get this FOMO feeling, okay? So when I don't take an exit, this is because I have a conditioned fear that if I close and it drops, I'm going to feel really this, this angst, this issue, this like frustration within me. So how do we do this? Well, we can't really go back and edit the memories, but what we can do is this fear extinction. So we put ourselves, we relive this experience, but we relive it in the way we want it to be. So we relive every time we get the opportunity to get in an exiting, an early exit, we take it, we take it, we take it, we take it. And over time, we realize that actually this fear is irrational. Actually, taking your early exits is good for you. Actually, I'm not having a bigger loss. Actually, I can see some progression in my trades. And so we're using fear extinction to reduce the issue that we may have with cutting losses. Now, that's just one example of how we can use this in trading and one example that's relative to me. Um, it's always been one thing of mine is cutting my losses. I'm trying to do backtesting to see which, which exits work well with which entries and all this sort of thing. But I do find that in the moment, when I see a trade going the other way, maybe this has an issue to do with whether I'm fearful of being wrong or fearful of losing money. Again, deep deeper issues that we need to bring to the forefront, bring self-awareness to, but how can we get over them? We can put ourselves in that situation. We can use fear extinction to try and reenact these situations and make it make yourself realize that actually cutting your losses isn't that bad. A lot of the time, cutting losses will work in your favor. 
But the issue again rises that we don't bring awareness and gratitude for the times where we cut our loss and it does go. Most often than not, this is what happens. You cut your loss and you're like, yeah, okay, that was a lost trade. And you realize that it's a small thing, but you're still focusing on the amount you've lost, not the amount that you may have lost if you hadn't have taken that exit. And then when you do take the exit and it turns around, you go, oh, why did I take that exit? Now it's dropped in my favor. So we have two scenarios here. You take your exit, you're upset and disappointed because you had a loss. You take your exit, you're upset and disappointed because it turned around and went on you. There is no positive outcome from either of those things. It's a lose-lose situation for taking exits. Does that make sense to people? Check some ones in the chat if you understand how negative this behavioral patterns can be. You've got to, the opportunity to take an exit and then we take an exit, which means we haven't really taken profit. So therefore we're upset that we've taken a loss or we take an exit, it turns around and continues our direction. So we're upset that we weren't in the trade. Everything about that means that we're upset. We need to change this reference. We need to change this perspective. And when we do take an exit, be like, thank goodness, because it could have been worse. And every time you take an exit and it continues in the opposite direction, you should be looking at that as profit in your pocket. You should be looking at it as like, yes, look at me. I was willing to risk 2% and I only lost half a percent. Go me. I'm absolutely fucking crushing it. You know how to trade, Jake. You're going to be a millionaire in no time at all. We need to change this perspective. And the more we do this fear conditioning, the less stress and anxiety we will have when the trade turns around. And when we have less stress and anxiety, it's much less likely that our amygdala is going to fire off and we rush into emotional trading. If we get this fear conditioning to a point where we go, actually, I'm just calm and collected because I understand that trades can go in the opposite way. I understand that I have exits to minimize my loss. And I understand that I have the ability to follow those rules no matter what, when they present themselves at candle closure. We don't need to increase our stress. And the good thing about not increasing our stress is we don't aggravate and tickle our little amygdala, which means we're very less likely to go into that fight or flight, which means we're very more likely to stay in logical trading. Okay, am I making sense? Please check some ones if this is making sense. I'm trying to wrap up this talk about neurotransmitters and the different parts of our brain and relay, relay it into a situation where if we can actually connect all these dots and use our brains the way we're meant to and actually use our self-awareness, use our pattern recognition, use our pattern interruption, use all this information to figure out our brains to a point where we can stop this emotional trading, where we can stop the disconnect from our trading plan, where we can stay cool, calm and collected, when we can see the black and white and only trade to our rules, where we don't get affected by a bit small bit of drawdown, where we're able to take our exits. All of these things are just the small 1% that if you're missing a few of them, it's going to be hard to make progressive profits. But once you've got all these things under the bag and you've got these lessons all tucked away and neat and in control, the profits will come. I can almost guarantee it. And I will continue to be on these calls, continuing to give you the lessons and the breakthroughs that I have until my accounts are there so you can see that it does work. Okay. There is a lot at the end of the tunnel. You just have to keep going and utilize the information that we're getting. Deal. I love it. In the chat, deal. Let's, let's, let's virtual shake on it. Okay. So the last thing I kind of want to touch on, you know, we spoke about the fact that all fears that are learned can be unlearned. We understand that the stress is what fires the amygdala. That's why the stress, the stress response is fight or flight. When we have too high stress, we panic, go into emotional, we do fight or flight or freeze. This is our body's natural conditioning from many, many thousands of years of learning to survive. We cannot change the biological process in our brain, but we can change how we respond to certain things which reduce the amount the biological changes have. 
Okay. So let's look at the reasons why we're anxious. Let's look at the reasons why we have stress. Let's look at the reasons within us at what it could be for our particular person that is creating this anxious and stress. And remember what I always say, the best form of trading is trading in the moment, in the present, in the now. And how does that lovely quote go? If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are depressed, you are most likely living in the past. But if you live in the present moment, we do not have either of these things and we can be at peace and at ease and stress-free trading. Okay, how do we get better at being in the present moment? Mindful meditation, breath work, centering, focus, all these things, not worrying about what's going to happen. Now, this is one of those um, cognitive dissonance situations where I always say forecast what's going to happen. If it plays out and does the thing, then great. But we do not want to be living fearfully or anxious or even worrying about what's going to happen in the future in the smaller time frame. What we want to be doing is focusing on what happens as this candle closes. Does it meet does this environment right this second right now meet things on my trading plan which allow me to enter yes or no? Yes, do the thing. No, do nothing. Next candle. And this is how we have to play it. Bit by bit by bit. Not this candle closes with a TDI shift back up. My trading plan says I shouldn't exit on a TDI plan, but there is an aqua a little bit higher. So what could happen in the future is it could go up here, it could reject off there and come back down in my favor. So therefore I'm going to ignore my trading plan because I'm going to make an assumption of what might happen in the future based on the one or two times this has happened in the past and got in my favor because I actually prefer that outcome than what is happening right now. And we're just going to live hopefully and fearfully and anxious and waiting to see if that actually happens. No, I don't want to live anxiously through this four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes where it might actually happen. I want to listen to my trading plan. I want to exit. I want to rehash. I want to calm down and I want to wait for the next entry. Does this make sense? OJ, get out of my head. No, I'm going to stay in your head until we're all millionaires on yachts. <laughs> I refuse to get out of your head because I've been there and I want to transfer these growth parts that I have into your brain so that you can learn them too. <laughs> I refuse to get out of anyone's head. I'm going to be in all of your heads until we're successful. Okay. Makes total sense. Makes sense. Good. We've got some ones coming in the chat in the Zoom. Are you still with me in the Kajabi room? I hope so. Chuck some ones in the chat if this is making sense. If you have any questions, fire away. If not, we need to get ready for the trading call. Perfect sense. Perfect sense. Makes total sense. That's what I like to see. Ones coming in. Okay. Right. If you have my trading journal, read through it. Make sure that you understand your why. Make sure that you understand your rules. Make sure that you understand your affirmations and you've read all them and you're in a good mindset and you've done your brain warm up. Okay, make sure you've read through your trading plan. Mine is right here. I read through it every single time. Okay, now there will be no call tomorrow because I'll be enjoying my birthday with my mentor, probably having a beer. And to all of you who show up all the time, enjoy your Friday. I will see you next Tuesday. And to those listening on the podcast, I will speak to you in the next episode. Much love. Goodbye.